Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Today we are going to talk about a unique acting troupe called the Preston Point Players. I think you will find it interesting, especially coming from our guest, Stu Stern, who is very interesting himself. He was born in New York City in 1933 and enlisted in the Air Force during the Korean War. When the war ended, Stu was transferred to the Strategic Air Command at Travis Air Force Base and supported the analysis of Russian radars. He was honorably discharged in 1956 and joined Magnavox in Fort Wayne, working on the development of military equipment. While there, he also enrolled in Purdue University as an electric engineering student. In June 1961, Stu received his electrical engineering degree, graduating, of course, with highest distinction. Stu worked for IBM, where he became an expert in telecommunications, covering all aspects of the connection of IBM equipment to the telephone networks offered by various countries across the world. In 1964, he was transferred to IBM's new laboratories in, you guessed it, North Carolina's Research Triangle Park, where he completed his successful 37-year career. Stu and his family lived in Cary since 1965, with both sons graduating from North Carolina State. Stu and his wife, Jane, were happily married for 64 years. In 2019, he sold his home and took an apartment in Preston Point Retirement Facility in Morrisville. Now, there he's still kicking up his heels as the founder and originator of the Preston Point Players. Stu is a producer script seeker, and actor. Hi, Stu. Oh, hello, Mary. Thanks so much for inviting us uh, to describe our unique interest and interesting activity we are having here at Preston Point Retirement Facility. Well, we're anxious to hear all about it. Let's talk about how the group, the Preston Point Players, came to be. Well, I've been very interested in theater for years. We have, my um, family has season tickets for the North Carolina Theater, and uh, we've had that for, for years and years. So I have an interest in, in theater, but I'm not, I've never acted or anything. And I came across a, a, not a young lady, a, a lady, Joanne, uh, who was a resident here, that had uh, was professionally involved in, in acting and in directing. Oh, and I thought, hey, maybe we can get together uh, and have a group that would do comedy skits. So I approached her and uh, she was reluctant. Uh, she says, well, I don't have any skits or whatever. And I says, well, let me find some. Well, went on the internet and found a couple of skits that were very good. And I put it to the other for her, and, and she says, okay, let's go. So we put a proposal together to uh, Jennifer Watson, who's worked with, 
who's uh, the activities director here, and she was very pleased with this. And uh, she agreed to help us as needed, and she has been. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's that's. Such, I'm glad you sought that out. That's that shows a lot of, <laughs> you know, dedication on your part. So, why did you feel it was important to create this troupe? Well, as we keep aging, the mind must have activity. Then, if not, it goes into a downward cycle. And we don't want that for myself or for anybody else in this, in this area. So learning new things is very important. And interacting with and depending on others is, is important too. But we've got to do it in a way that's fun and allows us to learn new skills. Okay. So was there any difficulties with creating the group? Oh, boy. <laughs> At this time of life, memorizing Ooh. is a formidable challenge. But then it came to me uh, on the old radio programs, such as Lux Radio Theater or Suspense, which you probably aren't old enough to know anything about. <laughs> uh, they, The actors stood in front of the microphones with the skits in their hand, and they read from the skits. I said, hey, we can do the same thing for our group. And, but we would act on the parts, not just read them, but be acting on the parts. So that was one way I overcame the memory problem. Shyness, though, is hard to overcome. I'd go up to people and say, hey, how about you joining our group? And I was roof. Reel backwards and say, no way, <laughs> But I was able to do enough arm twisting that we had a, a large enough team to get started interacting. So how many are in the group and what are their age range? Well, there are uh, four ladies and five men. And of course, we don't talk with ladies about uh, their ages. <laughs> you are a but, wise uh, man yeah so but we have about uh, i would say most of the guys are in uh, people are in the 70s and 80s and you know uh so of the group we have a producer which is my role a director a stage manager who also does sound, uh, sound effects and these are just regular people and uh, they have no experience prior to this and uh, I'm 88, so <laughs> you go, uh, kind of you rough. go, Stu. Yeah. That is amazing. I just love this because you know it's exactly like you're saying. You got to stay active. You got to stay informed. You've got to, uh, you know, have reasons to get up in the morning. You have to have joy in your life, and it, it seems like you're accomplishing a lot with this group. So, so. Do any of the actors actually have acting experience? Well, actually, only Joanna had, and uh, she was going to just be the director. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, all the acting was all new to, to most of us, all of us, actually. And I love that, and, too, learning a new skill at 88. Right. You know, that's yeah, fantastic. Joanne, yeah, Joanne provided a team with a good understanding of the art, but unfortunately, she had to return to her home in California, and we lost our director and mm. the only one with experience. Mm. So I tried to direct for a while, but uh, uh, 
I didn't follow Joanne's advice, which was a director should not also be an actor. Mm. And she was right. I couldn't do that. And so one of our guys took over to be uh, a director and he was full time with no, no acting for him. Good that he stepped in there. Um, so I know you said you looked on the internet for scripts, but tell us a little bit more about that. The, uh, multiple internet sites have uh, lists of uh, comedy skits, short comedy skits, and some of them were free and some of them actually required a license. Uh, but on these skits, uh, we had to be careful. I had to be careful because foul language and sexual themes would not be appreciated by our audience. Mm. Uh, you know, mostly, you know, us older people and some of them are quite religious. So uh, I used uh, good, good scanning to keep, uh, to keep that in hand. But also when I, uh, when I pulled the skits together into uh, in, in, into a script for us, uh, I changed some of the foul language, so that slipped through well. Also, I was always a fan of the Carol Burnett show, TV show, and she and Harvey Pullman did a, a series of skits where they were sitting on their rocking chair on the porch and battering back and forth in the most amusing fashion. So I copied uh, a couple of those skits. In all, in all, I, I put together five, uh, 14 skits, uh, and uh, that was what we started with. And uh, then I, I put all those uh, skits into scripts in a form that would be good for our, our our players' use while performing. That's quite a job. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the performance then. Like, um, you know, give us the name. You've done two so far, so we'll start with the first one. So tell us, like, the name of the show, how long it lasted, what it involved. Our uh, performance was not to exceed uh, one hour. Uh, and we bantered back and forth of the 14, what what seven skits would be uh, the best for us to do. And uh, so we had seven of them. Uh, the first one was Proposal. And that's where a young man proposed to his long-term girlfriend in the Walmart store. That's funny right there. <laughs> uh, the second one is Little Betsy, where a mother goes into a, the, the child care facility to pick up her baby and was, was offered another's baby, not her own. Mm -hmm. So that had a lot of activity back and forth. <laughs> uh, the third one is a Forgetful Husband. This is where a guy comes back home with a bag of groceries contained in the bag was all the things that he was interested in and very few that the wife wanted and, and gave him a, a note for. Oh my so that banter back and forth was, uh, was interesting. 
The fourth one is the Old Folks Anniversary, and that's the uh, that's the one where uh, Carol Burnett and Harvey Gorman uh, were on the rocking chair, and her uh, being very anxious and unhappy because she thought that Bert had forgotten her anniversary. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the fifth one was You Are Where. This was a takeoff on Abbott, uh, uh, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello's Who's On First. Again, this is years back. Wait, I (laughs) didn't catch the name of that one. uh, You Are Where, (laughs) W-A-R-E. And it's... Oh, I get it. I get it. I know. I know that. I know that. Abbott and Costello. I mean, it's, 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 it's universal and lifelong. You didn't have to even... Um, oh yeah, be around when they were to still hear that skit going on. <laughs> yeah, well, we did it. Uh, it was a who's on first is what theirs was, and this was turned into you are where, where the lady uh, uh, car breaks down in a town called W A R E where oh. in the street named Watt. Okay, and she's trying to, to tell the district to the. Uh, the guy on the phone for getting the uh, <laughs> service where where she was. So so let me ask you that. That's a great take on that instead of the whole baseball thing. Um, so let me ask you, okay, when you talk about the Carol Burnett or you talk about Abbott and Costello, so so you take that kind of idea and make it your own Yes. Script more or less your own story. Okay, but okay. But well, it's... Act, no, actually, there was a. a uh, do you are aware? Was a. Uh, a, a uh, I got that off the internet and then hold it in for our use. But kind of based on Abbott and Costello's and Carol yes, Burnett's it's a and take that off kind of thing. On, a take, it's off. A take off. That's on a that good way thing. to say it. Okay. All right, right. Great. Yeah. Okay. The next one is really hilarious. A chauvinistic pig. <laughs> and this is where a guy, a, a man and a woman come together and interact each other with uh, chauvinism problems. Mm-hmm. And it's really hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the last one is uh, Scattered Showers. I don't know how the name reacted to what the skit was, but it's two uh, two ladies, one working hard and, and is, uh, under a lot of pressure and talking it through with her girlfriend. So that was the seven skits that we uh, we put together, and uh, uh, it was really, a, a really uh, a wonderful set. Then, so let so let me ask you this: um, uh, how how did your ordi- uh, audience take this? How did they like the show? Oh, they loved it. They were uh, laughing all over uh-huh. the place. And and who is your audience? Like, is it is it just residents there, or do family people come in, family members come in, or? Well, our plan was that friends and family, as well as residents, would be at our at our uh, performance. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the pandemic stuck its claws mm-hmm. into us, and our first show was only able to be with thirty five about 35 residents. But there you go. That made 
made them laugh, gave them something in their day. So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was for. It's, it's really, it's for the, uh, for the residents and the family and friends coming in is a wonderful thing for the residents themselves. Right. And then it's also so beneficial to the actual members of the group. So this of is course. so great. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, with these, I'm going to just st- stop. I'm not sure we're going to have time to go into the second performance, but any challenges, anything funny happen? Um, somebody lose their wig on stage. I don't know. <laughs> Tell well, us about the actual experience. Well, uh, again, with the, the uh, with the pro, uh, the proposal skit, uh, the girl comes out of the uh, dressing room complaining about their her bikini being too hard to put on, <laughs> and the boy says, "Well." He should have called me. I would have provided some help with my one hand or two. And she pushes pushes the guy and says, "You're naughty." <laughs> and and actually later in that skit, um, I had a kneel. And kneeling with my 88 year old knees mm. was, and you can you hear the audience grasp gasping. <laughs> when I was kneeling and laughing when I struggled back up to my feet. <laughs> I think you call that ad lib. Ache lib. That's so funny. Okay, yeah. great. So, um, well, let, tell us in brief. We've got like, if we could do something maybe in uh, two minutes on the second performance. Can you well, give us a kind of a wrap up about it? Yeah, unfortunately, this, the second performance was also bombed out by the pandemic. We sent out invitations to uh, uh, family and friends, and uh, some of them even made uh, uh, reser- booked their reservations mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. And bingo, uh, five days before the mm-hmm. presentation, we had a shutdown again. Mm-hmm. That's so, so frustrating. Yeah, but we're going to do it again. Okay, when you do your next one. When the pandemic is over. And when we do, we'll send you an invitation. Okay, I would absolutely love to come. And I'm glad that 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 is your goal. Any other goals you want to see happen with this before we go? Well, I'm always working on getting uh, new skits. And also uh, trying to get new people to come and join us. We uh, we're having an influx of uh, new people coming into uh, Preston Point, and they're mostly younger than than in the earlier times. And I think that's maybe gendered by the uh, the high prices of their homes. It's a good time to sell. Mm-hmm and retire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so and, and there they may be uh more open to joining a, an acting group than uh, than us older farts okay well keep our fingers crossed on that but in the meantime right. you hold down the fort there Stu. and this has just been a joy you made me laugh and i'm sure you made our listeners laugh so your show is on air in a in a uh in a, in a certain manner <laughs> well thanks so much for having us and 
it is a joy to uh, be able to describe how wonderful our team is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what a wonderful job you're doing. I'll look forward to that invitation. Okay, there. Okay. Have a good one. Well, that was a treat. And now, as you know, we feature a nonprofit organization at the end of every show. And this nonprofit spotlight is on the Center for Volunteer Giving. We did feature this organization a few shows ago, but given the subject matter of this broadcast, we wanted to get the info out again. The Center for Volunteer Caregiving helps older adults and adults with disabilities in Wake County live independently for as long as possible. Their trained volunteers provide friendly visits, light housekeeping, escorted transportation to medical appointments and food stores, shopping services for people who cannot leave their home, telephone check-ins, and caregiver respite. Their services are always free, and last year the organization's volunteers provided more than 10,000 hours of service. You can learn more about the Center for Volunteer Caregiving out of Cary by going to their website at volunteercaregiving.org. Volunteercaregiving.org. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 respect your elders. <laughs>